Deep in space, Aberdeen sat on a balcony overlooking a grand party her mother hosted. Everyone wore their finest clothes. The music was loud, a type of remixed jazz. Aberdeen searched her mother out among the crowd of guests. Upon spotting her, she gazed at her mother's attire. A long silk dress, the colour of shock blue. This was matched by elaborate feathers and sparkling jewels that hung in her blue hair. Her mother's hair swung down her back, which highlighted her large dragon tattoo. Aberdeen eyed the lead in her mother's hand and followed it to the golden robot dog sat beside her. It was tall and thin, and even from where Aberdeen sat, she could see the cogs moving inside it as if it had a tiny heart beating. Aberdeen's mother laughed gaily. She had the full attention of a young officer with braided hair, who was smartly dressed in his green and gold uniform. As he chuckled along, his head dropped back, and a cool, thin line of rose-smelling cigarette smoke slid from the corner of his mouth. Aberdeen continued to watch the party from above. As usual, there was no sign of her father probably in the engine room of the ship, she guessed. She browsed at all the fresh fruit and flowers in the tall bowls and glasses, decorating the table. She knew that they had been picked up the last time the ship had docked at one of the satellite stations. She had learnt that the fragrant exotic flowers had been grown in large artificial garden domes, and she longed to see one. She looked down in awe at the musicians. A large man sat at a glass piano, his fingers elegantly flitting from key to key. Aberdeen could see his fat belly, though, through the transparent top of the piano. It wobbled tastelessly as he played, a huge contrast to his regal demeanour. Aberdeen also noticed a tall, skinny man strumming a black, shiny double bass and three female trumpeteers who all wore brown and white stripy suits. Draped from the metallic ceiling were candle-shaped lights, and in between them dancers gambled on trapeze ropes. They wore porcelain masks and flamboyantly displayed peacock feathers, midnight blue and jade green, in their hair. They matched the rhythm of the quintet perfectly, Aberdeen thought. The floor was polished to a high shine, and Aberdeen could see the reflection of the sociable people in it. In the corner of the room was an old gentleman who caught Aberdeen's interest. Upon his head was a black top hat, and he rested a glass monocle on his eye, which magnified his golden-brown iris so even Aberdeen could see it. His long, twisting moustache made Aberdeen giggle. There were no children, however, and Aberdeen wondered what the workers' children were up to. She suddenly felt quite alone. Aberdeen picked up some of the plastic cocktail sticks that had been dropped on the floor, planting them along the edge of the balcony and playfully imagining them growing into amazing flowers. She soon grew tired of the game and thought about going downstairs to join the party, but she knew that her mother would not be pleased. Her mother felt that children should be seen and not heard, and where possible, not seen at all. Her mother had not wanted children. Aberdeen knew she hadn't been planned, and her mother, a socialite, did not have time for her, nor did she wish for her daughter to mix with the other children on the ship, as these were workers' children. 
the elite children had been shipped off to boarding school. But Aberdeen had not settled in well there and caused fights with the other children. She returned to her parents in disgrace. Aberdeen had wanted to play with the ship workers' children, but her mother, on one of her brief and rare visits to see her daughter, told her horrid stories about them. They have revolting lice in their hair, she had said. And, do you want them to jump at you and bite you? So instead, Aberdeen spent all her time in the company of her robot nanny, her guardian. Her guardian was programmed to do whatever she wanted, as long as it did not disturb the child's parents. It was efficient but uncaring, which had led partly to Aberdeen becoming the same way. The guardian was responsible for her education too, and arranged her meals, and even dressed her 